welcome to the podcast of Broadway Baptist Church in Lexington, Kentucky, and the preaching of Pastor Daniel Othman, a biblical church centered on Christ. Open your Bibles to the book of Exodus, Exodus chapter 5. We are going to look at a section of scripture here tonight where things go from bad to worse. Have you ever had that happen to you? Have times in your life ever went from, uh, things aren't really going that well, I'm not feeling so much good, uh, struggling at work, a lot of family problems, just one thing after another, the to-do list, and then all of a sudden your car falls apart, or you really have a poor health, or you uh, have problems at work, or you lose your job, you go, wow, things have gone from bad, you know, things weren't going great, and now they're really going bad. That's about what was, we're going to see here is going to happen here for the Israelites. They are about to move from bad to worse. And how they're going to do it is Pharaoh. This is a ruthless Pharaoh. Moses is finally going to come and appear before, the, before this Pharaoh who did not know about Joseph, who does not know about Moses. This Pharaoh looks at the Hebrews, looks at the Israelites and thinks, these are my slaves. These are the workers. These are the folks who work for me. Why on earth would I let them go into the wilderness out to Mount Horeb, to Mount Sinai, to worship the Lord? That is not how this Pharaoh is thinking whatsoever. So I want you to go ahead and open up your Bibles. We're so glad here in our worship service that you're able to follow along and go through the book of Exodus. This is the story of Moses. We're going to see the story of God raising up a deliverer. And you know, our deliverer today is Jesus Christ. God raises up Moses, who's going to come and set the people free through the plagues, through the uh, death of the firstborn son, and then the, all the people are going to pass through the Red Sea. And then they get out in the wilderness and they rebel against the Lord. These are what God called a stiff-necked people meaning they just were difficult to work with. They did not listen. So those are scripture today. Later on, we'll also be looking at Proverbs chapter 30. So we're going to be in our Bibles, Exodus chapter 5, Proverbs chapter 30. Here we go. Finally, Moses is going to appear before Pharaoh. Background information on that. Remember, it has been 40 years since Moses has seen Pharaoh. He was raised in Egypt. He was um, raised in the palace under Pharaoh's, with Pharaoh's daughter. So he was accustomed to very fine things and how things would go at the palace. But because he lost his temper and he killed an Egyptian and buried him in the sand, he got caught. Somebody saw him and got questioned the next day. So he had to flee out to Midian because he knew killing unjustly an Egyptian who was just beating a Hebrew slave, which wasn't anything wrong, uh, would, would cost him his life. So for 40 years he's been a shepherd. God appeared to him in that burning bush experience at Mount Sinai, and he had to take off his shoes, and all of a sudden the Lord called him to go back to Pharaoh to let my people go. And that's where the story begins for the next few chapters of us going through to see Pharaoh and uh, see his um, response, because it's not a very positive response. 
Do you know a lot of folks, when they're, they're set and stable and things are going great, the last thing they want is a major change in their life. And that's what, that's what Moses is proposing to Pharaoh, and he was not receptive to it. You know, you, a lot of times when, when we hear about doing things differently, when someone pitches a different idea for us, it can be challenging right away for us to, to get on board with it. Many times we don't get on board with things until we are forced to do something. So, Exodus chapter 5, verse 1, says, Later, Moses and Aaron went in and said to Pharaoh, This is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says, Let my people go so that they may hold a festival for, festival for me in the wilderness. The wilderness is Mount Sinai, also known as Mount Horeb. That means they're going to the mountain to worship the Lord. That's the festival. It's a festival of worship. Who are the Hebrews? Who are my people? These are God's chosen people coming from Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob and their descendants 400 plus years later. It's been many years since, since Joseph brought them all down there, over 400 years. But Pharaoh responded, and here's the sarcastic response. This is the story of Pharaoh. Pharaoh does this response. That This is the beginning of many sad responses by this man. Who is the Lord that I shall obey him by letting Israel go? I don't know the Lord, and besides, I will not let Israel go. He's not genuinely wondering, who's the Lord? He's not asking, tell me about Jesus. I want to know more about your God. Not at all. Have you ever tried to witness to someone, and you could just tell, buddy, I have, I have no interest in what you're wanting to say. I'm not receptive. I'm not open. You know, they have to be polite. You know, I'm one of those track guys that still gives out gospel tracks when I go to places. And I, I presented one to um, this young, one, young lady. And, you know, the, the response to giving out gospel tracks is all the way from I'm not interested to they start telling you in almost hostile or they start telling you what church they go to, and some are very powerful, or it's a great conversation about the Lord. And sometimes people are receptive, at least they appear receptive, and they, they make it look like they're going to read it. But I gave one out last week to a young girl, um, and she literally, I could just tell, she just felt, she just felt sorry for me. She's like, bless your heart. I could just see it in her eyes. See, she didn't even want to acknowledge it. Bless your heart, sir. I can't believe you're handing me this. The only reason I'm accepting this is because I'm I'm at work right now and I'm being paid to be nice to you. So I guess I'll take your track and throw it in the trash. That's how I've kind of felt handing her that. Now who knows what happened to it, but that's the response Pharaoh is giving. Moses, who's the Lord? Like, how dare you come? I'm Pharaoh. Egypt's the most powerful place on earth, nation on earth right now. And you've come to me, these people here, these Hebrews who are my slaves, you're wanting to take them to go worship the Lord on a mountain in the wilderness? I don't think so. That's not going to happen. Get back to work. Not going to happen. I don't know the Lord. I don't even know you. Strangers just don't come up and take all my stuff and go do this. Let's put this in a context of 
of what it would almost be like today. You know, these are, these are our workers. This is like Canada coming to you, the United States, and saying, people here in Kentucky um, and people here in America, we need to borrow some of your soldiers, some of your artillery, some of your backbone of your nation, some of your tanks, some of your planes, so we can go and be more prepared in case Russia attacks us up north. And you look at them and you're like, I just don't think we're loaning our stuff right now. Our soldiers don't want to go serve another country under that authority. That's really what he's asking. He's saying, this is the backbone of, of the infrastructure and who's supporting all of Egypt and helping build their stuff, farm their land. And you want to take them out to go worship, to go do some, something out here. It's just not going to happen. It's just kind of an odd request in Pharaoh's mind. Why should I obey the Lord? Why would we loan out our troops and just give our, give our tanks and our, our military away to another nation? It's just not that's, not, that's not what nations do. You don't give away your best. You give away your backbone. That's what we see here. So then we get in verse 3. They answered. This, the, the, they there is, is Aaron and Moses. The God of Hebrews has met with us. Please let us go on a three-day trip into the wilderness so that we may sacrifice to the Lord our God or else he may strike us with a plague or sword. Like, we need to do this because God wants us to go worship him or we'll have a plague or the sword. You know, we've got to be obedient to the Lord. The king of Egypt, verse 4, king of Egypt is Pharaoh, said to them, Moses and Aaron, why are you causing the people to neglect their work? Get to your labor. Pharaoh also said, look, the people of the land are so numerous, and you would stop them from their labor. Like, guys, what are y'all doing? It's almost like this. He picks up his drink. Moses, Aaron, I've had enough of this. I'm tired of hearing it. Leave the people alone. Let them get back to their work. You just need to go back to your fields. Quit bothering me. The people aren't going anywhere. Who is the Lord? Who are you? You're crazy. That's literally what Pharaoh is thinking. Moses has lost his mind coming in here asking to let the people go. Just not going to happen. A totally unreasonable request in Pharaoh's mind. And if you didn't serve the Lord, if God wasn't the Lord of your life, it would be the same for uh, probably for you. Any typical lost person would say that. So keep going here in your Bible. That day, verse 6, Pharaoh commanded the overseers of the people. You know, these are his Egyptian foremen, the leaders, the people who managed the Hebrews, as well as their foremen. Don't continue to supply the people with straw for making bricks. As before, 
they must go and gather straw for themselves, but require the same quota of bricks from them as they were making before. Do not reduce it, for they are slackers. That is why they are crying out, Let us go and sacrifice to our God. Impose heavier work on the men. Then they will be preoccupied with it and not pay attention to deceptive words. This is when things got bad. Things went from bad to worse from them. They were told, look, I'm tired of these men coming and whining to me about worshiping the Lord. So we don't need to be sitting around being preoccupied about this. Go ahead and quit supplying them straw to make their bricks. These were fire uh, oven-baked bricks, required straw, make it a little stronger. And maybe the foremen, the Egyptians, would help make the bricks, help gather the straw, but no more. Those days are over from now on. You already have too much time on your hot hands. Folks are talking at work. People are playing on their phones. Nothing's getting done around here. Y'all are sitting around thinking about worshiping the Lord. We have stuff to build. We've got things to do. Last thing we need to be doing is listening to Moses and Aaron. No more straw, but the same quota will remain. Times just got tough. You know, there's been, this is many ways for a lot of folks, it's been some tough times. There's been dark and difficult days, a lot of grief. But this is really hard for these folks. They are already under the yoke of slavery, and now it just got turned up on them even more because of Moses. And I'm sure Moses is thinking, God, what is going on? This is not what I expected. I really think he believed. Moses kind of thought, you know, I'll just go say what the uh, God told me to say, and maybe Pharaoh will just let him go, and we'll go out and worship, and y'all just come on back. But that's not what happened whatsoever. He met a brick wall. I want to read a scripture here. Proverbs chapter 30, verse 9. Proverbs 39 tells us, Otherwise, I might have too much. This is talking about wealth, meaning if you, you own a lot, maybe a case like Pharaoh. If I have too much, I might deny you and say, Who is the Lord? Or I might have nothing and still profaning the name of my God. Do you know this, the author of Proverbs, Solomon, saying, If I was very wealthy, I would have a, make a comment saying, Who's the Lord? Why do I need God when I have everything I need? Wealth literally chokes the believers out. It chokes belief and faith in the Lord away. But then the other danger is if you were in poverty, you would be tempted. I have nothing. I need stuff. And you're tempted to steal and take what is not yours. And the Bible's telling us, I need my daily bread. Daily, I rely upon the Lord. Don't want to be too wealthy. And don't want to be too poor. And don't want to profane the Lord. I want to be a believer that finds myself daily serving the Lord. And Pharaoh fell in the wealthy category. He was one there that felt like, why do I need to listen to the Lord? Who is the Lord? Well, the Hebrews are down here. They were profaning the Lord 
because they were now about to get angry and disappointed in Moses. They did not see the Lord at work. Moses questioned whether the Lord's at work here. All right, flip back in your Bible. Flip back in your Bible to the book of Exodus chapter 5. We are here in verse 10. I want you to follow along here in your Bible. So the overseers in the form of the people went out and said, This is what Pharaoh says. I'm not giving you any straw, so get your straw yourselves, wherever you can find it. But there will be no reduction in all the workload. So the people scattered throughout the land of Egypt to gather stubble for themselves or for the straw. The overseers insisted, finish your assigned work each day, just as you did when, when straw was provided. Then the Israelite foremen, whom Pharaoh's slave drivers had set over the people, were beaten and asked, why haven't you finished making your prescribed number of bricks yesterday or today as you did before? So now we're beating the people. It is just difficult and dark days for them. So, so the Israelite foremen, they go in and they cried out to help the Pharaoh. Why are you treating your servants this way? No straw has been given to your servants, yet they say to us, make bricks. Look, your servants are being beaten but your own people who are at fault. Like, you cannot expect us to produce at this level up here, and we have no resources. We are working with nothing. Have you ever heard the, have you ever heard the expression, I expect you to make bricks without straw? Meaning, you're going to have to produce the same quota at the same high level, but you're getting no resources. In fact, if you need your resources, you go out and find it. If you need something, you take care of it. And that's, uh, that's very similar. I remember um, hearing a story one time of Bear Bryant. He took the Junction Boys. You know, he was coach here at UK. He also went and coached at Texas A&M. Then he went to coach at um, Alabama, of course. And while he was there, he would uh, take uh, Alabama in his early days out to Junction, Junction City, Texas, and for basically summer camp. And one day, he told the boys, says, you know, guys, I want y'all to have a suit. Uh, you know, when we're, we finish camp, I want you to go home in a nice suit. And you go and go to church in a nice suit. Like, he wanted them to look sometimes presentable. And they looked at Coach Bear and says, we have no money. This is back, what, 50s, 60s. They're like, we have no money. Where are you going to find a suit at? He says, I don't know. You just go find one somewhere. Just start knocking on doors. You go anywhere in the city, and you go find a suit. You make it happen. I'm not giving you any money, but I expect you to be here in a suit. That's how the bear worked. Just a ruthless. You're not, we're not giving you any money to buy a suit, but you're expected. You just go door to door asking folks, you're going to find a suit. That's what Pharaoh's was like. You're going to produce that quota with no help. Not help for me. That was his attitude. Keep going here in, in God's word. Dark, difficult days for them. There's no reduction of quota. And it says in verse 17, But he said, You are slackers. This is um, what Pharaoh's response is. Remember, the foremen, the Israelite foremen, have come to Pharaoh. And they said, I can't believe you're treating us this way. 
He responds to them, says, You are slackers, slackers. That is what you're saying. Let us go and sacrifice to the Lord. Now get to work. No straw be given to you, but you must produce the same quantity of bricks. The Israelite foremen saw that they were in trouble when they were told, You cannot reduce your daily quota of bricks. When they left Pharaoh, they confronted Moses and Aaron, who stood waiting to meet them. May the Lord take note of you and judge, they said to them, because you have made us reek to Pharaoh and his officials, meaning you've made us a stench. I hope the Lord judges you, Moses. You came telling us we were going to go worship the Lord and be free out of the mountain from God, and all it's been is worse. Times haven't got better. They've gone from bad to worse. At least we used to get to make the bricks. They gave us straw, now we have nothing. Putting a sword in their hand to kill us means we're at the point of death. This is not good. So then Moses, you know, poor guy's like, good guys, God called me. I'm just doing what he said. I'm in the same boat as you. I didn't want to do this. It's like no one, no one is happy in this situation. Moses isn't happy. He didn't even want to be a prophet. He didn't even want to go. The Hebrew Israelite people, they aren't happy because now Pharaoh is treating them worse. They are just getting beaten. They have an unreasonable quota. Their workload's gone through the roof. And the Pharaoh and the Egyptians aren't happy because they've got Moses whining to them, coming and wanting to go out in the wilderness to worship the Lord at the festival. No one's pleased. This is just miserable. So it's just like the heavy hand of Pharaoh is just coming down on the Hebrews. It's hard. There's no relief. There's not a COVID relief package coming through Congress being signed into law. The only relief is the Lord. And for you watching, for you listening, your only hope is Jesus. He's your only relief. As, as, as great as our country is, and we have a great nation, we are blessed to be here in America. There's a lot of problems in America. But I'd rather live in this country than anywhere else. We have freedom to come here weekly, daily, and worship the Lord. Pray the Lord. Every time you choose not to come worship, that's a Sunday you're not getting back. That's a Sunday you've got to give account to. That's a Sunday that you're no longer free. There are people here, out, these, these Hebrews would have loved to go out and worship the Lord on the mountain. And now they're being really treated badly. Terrible situation for them. Now look what Moses says. We're going to wrap this up right here. There's a key verse here, because this is Moses' heart. Moses went back to the Lord and asked, Lord, why have you caused trouble for this people? Like, what am I to do? I'm just doing what you told me to do. I, I don't even want to do this. Look at this. And why did you ever send me? Like, why, why, why God, why am I having to do this? Why doesn't Pharaoh listen to me? Ever since I went in Pharaoh and spoke in your name, he has caused trouble for all his people, and you haven't rescued your people at all. 
You know, Moses is accusatory. He said, God, you said you were going to do it, and you didn't. Lord, you're letting us down. And I think what we see here is that temptation for us when we are in the midst of a storm, when we are in the midst of the darkest moment, that it's tempting to say, God, where are you? God, this is your fault. You, let, you, you didn't fulfill your end of the bargain. You called me, but this is not what I expected. This is hard. But the Lord replied to Moses, last verse, and we'll end on this this evening. Now you'll see what I will do to Pharaoh. Because of a strong hand, he will let them go. And because of a strong hand, he will drive them out of his land. Because there's going to be, you think Pharaoh's hand is strong. There's going to be a stronger hand on Pharaoh. In fact, Pharaoh won't just let the people go. He will drive these people that he's pushing his finger down, that he's just making it harder for them one day. Just watch, Moses. He will not only let them go. He will be gladly, please leave. Y'all get out of here. Take all our stuff. Go. Go. And it will be truly a miracle. That's the strong hand. The strong hand is the hand of the Lord. The hand we raise up our hands to is God's hand. The hand we trust in is the Lord. God wants you to trust in Him. If you're in the midst of a storm, if you're in dark days, if you have gone from bad to worse, I'm asking you tonight, I'm asking you today, wherever you're at, to, to really say, Lord, do I see you at work? Am I failing to see what you're doing amidst all this darkness? Because I tell you, for the Israelites, they did not see it. They could not see what the Lord was doing. Listen, Jesus loves you. God's hand is your favor. The Lord has a great plan for your life. I want you to know here at Broadway Baptist Church, we want, to make you, we want you to make this your church home. This can be a place for you to come grow spiritually. If you're listening to this on our podcast, our, our YouTube channel, on our Facebook channel, wherever it's at, it's an opportunity for you to come to weekly and hear God's Word proclaimed. Every Sunday night, we're going through the life of Moses. Make this part of your daily devotional reading time. Make sure your Bible is open on the kitchen counter. Leave it open. If you leave your Bible open on the kitchen counter, you know every time you'll pass by it, you'll be tempted to read it. An open Bible is a red Bible. A closed Bible is one that's easy to keep it closed. God wants your life to be open to His Word. God speaks to us through these stories. Jesus quoted the life of Moses. He quoted Exodus. And if Jesus knew His Old Testament... He knew the story and the power of Moses and what God did through the redeeming his people as a deliverer, the greatest deliverer in the New Testament through Jesus Christ has came to save us. Listen, I want to pray for you and I hope to see you again here next Sunday night. God, I thank you for those listening, those watching. Lord, I pray for those that we will trust in you. Lord, we will never forget the cost that was paid. Lord, you died on a cross so you could deliver us from sin. I pray if there's anybody here listening to this, that they will ask forgiveness of their sins and make you the Lord of their life. Lord, you are, you are God.
There is no other. Jesus, I thank you for Moses. I pray that he's just like us. When many times when we don't understand, we say, God, what, what is going on? Why did you do this? Why did you call me? Why did you ask me to give? Why did you ask me to go? But Lord, you remind us that one day you will drive out even Moses. Through Moses, you'll drive the people out. Through Pharaoh. It will be because of your hand. They thought Pharaoh's hand was strong, but Lord, your hand is stronger. God, I pray that we respond to the gospel, the good news of what you're doing. Lord, we give you this service. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Hey, we have an online connection card. Fill it out. Let us know if there's any prayer requests, any opportunities for us to serve you here at Broadway. Uh, we have a lot of exciting things going on, a lot of different age group ministries, and I do believe it's an opportunity for you and your family to have a church that you can come to, grow in God's grace and God's word, and certainly serve right here in the greatest city in the United States, Lexington, horse capital of the world, Lexington, Kentucky. God bless you. I will see you next Sunday evening.